0: You for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television or joining us over the internet at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. I want to talk about sowing good things, sowing good things in life, sowing good things. Open your Bibles up, if you will, uh, to the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians, chapter 6. The book of Galatians, chapter 6. The Bible has quite a bit to say about sowing and reaping. It's a principle that is, um, is everywhere throughout God's creation. It's a law universal law, spiritual law. And uh, here we, we find a portion. We'll look at some different portions. But here in Galatians chapter 6, let's read verses 7 through 10. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10. Let's read together in unison. Ready? Read. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And read verse 7 again. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So we're talking about sowing good things. Sowing good things. Notice God isn't mocked. God is not made a fool of. A lot of people think that they can do things and get away with them. They think maybe because nobody noticed or nobody has caught them that they are getting away. But notice what it says. God isn't mocked. You're not making a mockery of God. Your your time just hasn't caught up with you yet, but it will catch up with you. And so this is a universal law. You don't really um, have to punish people who are crooked because punishment is built in already to their crookedness, if you know what I mean. If you understand this law of sowing and reaping. People do a lot of things, conniving things and scheming things and... Shamming people, thinking that they're getting over and getting away, not realizing that they are cursing their very own lives. And um, I was thinking about um, wanting my life to be filled with good things. How many of you want your life to be filled with good things? I want my life to be filled with good things, with good things. I believe that's God's will. I believe it's the will of God for our lives to be filled with good things. David said in one of the Psalms, I think of Psalms thirteen, six, he says, I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. He's talking about the good things. His life was filled. Picture there of a bounty being filled. He said in Psalms twenty three uh, verse five that his cup runneth over. Once again a picture there, imagery there of his life being filled and running over with good things. And so I believe that it's God's will for our lives to be filled with good things. And so if our lives are to be filled with good things, we desire our lives to be filled with good things, there is a uh, particular process here that we're, we're reading in our text that, Good things just don't happen. Things just don't happen. Things are a result of this process of sowing and reaping. Some people call, call it cause and effect. There is a cause to every effect in life. You've heard Pastor Nathaniel quote many times a scripture that says, The curse does not cause less come. I mean, there was a reason. There's a reason. And so, if we want good things to happen and want our lives to be filled with good things, well, we have to get involved on the sowing end. Making sure that we are sowing good things with our lives and over time. Now, we don't have an exact calculation. I can't tell you that good things will show up five minutes after you sow something good. We don't have that type of time calculation. Notice what the Bible says. It says in due season, at the right time, God's taking note, God's keeping score. He's adding it all up and at the appropriate time, he will allow that harvest to come in. He doesn't settle up every Friday night, but he does settle up. (laughs) So whatsoever, Galatians 6, 7, whatsoever a man sows. That shall he also reap. Um, Genesis 8.22. While the earth remaineth. Seed time and harvest time. Shall not cease. So God set this system in motion. And he said as long as the earth is here. There's always going to be sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. Things don't just magically appear in your life. Things come as a result of the seeds you have sown with your life, and so it is very, very vital that we make a concerted effort to make sure that we are sowing good things. Turn over. I want to show you a couple of other scriptures. Turn over to uh, Proverbs, Proverbs eleven eighteen. Proverbs eleven eighteen. Proverbs eleven eighteen. When you get there, say Amen. Notice Proverbs eleven. Eighteen. It says, the wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. To him that soweth righteousness or to him that soweth good uh, shall be a sure reward. In other words, it's simply saying whatever you put in or whatever you do, will eventually come back to you. You see it clearly. There's an obscure book in the Bible, a very obscure book, and I'm not even going to ask you to turn there because it might take you too long to find it. It's just a one-page book in the Bible, and it's the book of Obadiah, just one chapter. And it's actually located right before Jonah. But let me read this verse, verse 15 out of Obadiah. Notice what it says. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall return upon thine own head. So in other words, whatever you put in, that's exactly what you're going to get out. Whatever you do, that's exactly, it eventually will come back to you. I had a friend of mine, uh, someone not too long ago, they introduced me to a book. And I haven't bought the book yet, but I am planning on buying it very soon. In fact, I may go get it tomorrow. But it was a book uh, he was telling me about that that sounded very, very interesting. Uh, It was a book, I think the title is called Age Smart. Age Smart. And he was sharing some wonderful things from the book with me, but... One thing in particular that he shared with me, uh, a principle from the book that the book taught, and it was this, and I made a note of it. it. The book said, make a conscious decision to do something good for your health every day. Make a conscious decision to do something good for your health every day. And the person that was telling me about this book, he said he incorporated that into his life. And he said now he purposely, every day, he tries to make sure that he does something for the sake of his health. Something good for the sake of his health. Whether it's eating some fruit or whether it's exercising or stretching or resting or something. He he, he makes sure every day after reading this book he makes a concerted. Conscious effort to do something every day for the good of his health. And so when I thought about that, I said, you know, that's a seed. The book was, in other words, telling you, sow good seed for your health every day. Now, I I thought about, it's, it's not the one act that you do every day that makes a whole lot of difference. But it's the cumulative effect. Of all these little seeds that you're sowing every day, the cumulative effect of those seeds being sown every day over a period of years will eventually cause a harvest of wonderful health in your body. And so I begin to see that's the principle of sowing good things. It's a principle I said, and I thought about it, I said, that's not just a good principle for the body. That's a good principle for every area of life. If you'll make a decision to do something good every day, not just for your body, but for your mind. Do something good every day for your mind. Read, write, think, create, solve, engage, intellectualize something. Do something every day for the health of your mind. Do something every day for the health of your spirit. Read the Bible. Pray. Meditate on God's Word. Confess God's Word. Spend time with... See, you do something every... This works in every area of life. Make a decision to do something good every day for your relationship. Every day. Every day I try to make sure I do, I sow something every day in my relationship with my wife. Whether it's a kiss on the cheek, or a compliment, or a hug, or a tight squeeze, or cleaning up the kitchen, or taking out the trash. I I make a decision every day to do something good for the health of my relationship with my kids. I'm conscious now of doing something, I want to say something every day to motivate them, to inspire them, to keep them on target, to build their self-esteem, to build their worth, to express my love, to, to let them know how special they are, Something whether it's my time or my affection or my energy, Or my involvement or focus in some area, I made a decision to do something. And so I I realized that that book, it was referring to just doing something for the body. But we should take that principle and apply it to every area of life. Do something good. Do something good every day. For every vital area of your life. Do something good and it will add up over time. It will add up over time. For your finances, do something good every day. If it's nothing but tracking your spending or cutting back here or saving a dollar or two there, putting it away every day, do something Do something good every day. I just had, as you all know, I just had a newborn daughter. And one of the first thing I did after she was born, I opened her up up in an account. And every day I put a dollar in it. Every day I want to do something. I'm sowing for it. I'm sowing because eventually I know it's going to produce a harvest. But I know there will be no harvest if I don't do any sowing. And so God is simply saying to me, if if you want to reap a wonderful harvest of good things in your life, You got to start sowing good things every day in every area of your life, and you'll eventually have a wonderful, wonderful harvest of good things. I begin to think that, um, you know, really, what we are, we are nothing but uh, seed containers. We are sowing seeds every day. Whether good or bad, just by living life, you are sowing seeds. We're almost like, we're almost like a, our bodies, we're like a bag of seed with holes in it. So everywhere we go, seeds are slipping out. We're sowing seeds, whether we realize it or not. We're like a big bag of seed with holes in it, walking around. And so we're shedding seeds, we're sowing seeds everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, we're like a seed container. Turn to your neighbor and say, You are a seed container. You are a seed container. You, I had never licked at my life about you know that way, but that's exactly what I am. I am a seed container. Every day, conscious or unconscious, I am sowing seed. Relating to my future harvest in life, merely by the way I live, by what I do, you're sowing seed. You are sowing seed every day. We're seed containers. We are seed containers. Everything you say is a seed. Everything you say is a seed. Don't call yourself stupid. Because Jesus said you will have what you say. And so if you call yourself stupid, Jesus said that's exactly what you'll have. Hello, stupid. <laughs> I didn't call you stupid. That's what Jesus said. <laughs> Jesus said you'll have what you say. So if you're calling yourself stupid. I got a friend of mine, and I noticed he, he always refers to himself as idiot. He always calling himself an idiot. Always calling himself. He doesn't realize he's sowing seed. He is sowing seed. He's going to reap future. And that's why he keeps doing idiotic things. Because he's calling himself an idiot. So he's lining right up. He's sowing seeds every day. He's calling himself an idiot. So you sow seeds with every, everything that you say. You're sowing seeds. You're sowing seeds. How you treat people is a seed. How you treat people is a seed. That's why Jesus said, he says... Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Jesus was referring to seed, time, and harvest. Exactly how you treat people is the way you're going to be treated. So if you want to be treated with respect and you want to be treated with kindness and love and appreciation, that's the way you got to treat other people because uh, there's a law that you enter in. So how you treat people is a seed. You're sowing a seed. I read a story a long time ago, but it made an impact on me. Uh, there was an elderly couple, and they went to it was raining late one night, they were in town, and they came in out of the rain and went into the lobby of this hotel, and they asked for a room, and it was about one o'clock in the morning, and the clerk shook his head and he said, "I am so sorry." He said, "There are three conventions in town, and all hotels are completely booked up." And the couple, you know, the elderly man and his wife, they looked at each other and they headed back out the door going back out into the rain. And the clerk, the young clerk, he stopped. He said, he said, wait a minute. He said, wait a minute. He said, I can't stand the sight of seeing you fine people be turned away and going back out into the rain. He said, i tell you what I'll do. He said, I have a room here. And he said, let me go clean my room and you all stay in my room, if you don't mind, for the night. And they, they, they said, no, we couldn't do that. He, he insisted. He said, no, you all do it. And he said, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I, I have other places I can, I can crash for the night. But he said, I want you all to have my room. And he did that for them. And the next morning, as the elderly couple, as they checked out, the, the elderly gentleman looked at that young clerk. And he said, you should be managing the finest hotel in the world. He said, you should be managing... The finest hotel in the world. And he said, one day I'm going to build you one. And he left. Two years later, that clerk received a letter in the mail inviting him to come to New York City. And it was from this elderly gentleman. He reminded the clerk of who he was and the kind act he did for them that night. And sure enough, the young man just decided to, to take him up on the offer. He flew out to New York. And when he picked him up, he drove him downtown and... He pointed to a big, humongous building, and it was a hotel. And he said, "He said, son, I built this hotel for you to manage." And that elderly gentleman's name was, I think it was William Waldorf Astor, and that was the original Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City. And that young man became the first manager of the hotel. Now oh, because he sowed a seed. He treated somebody with kindness. We sow seeds with how we treat people. We sow seeds with what we say. We sow seeds with our thoughts. Your thoughts are seeds. They'll eventually take root and begin moving your life in the direction of your thinking. We sow seeds with what we look at. We sow seeds with what we hear. We sow seeds um, with what we give our attention to. The Bible talks about this principle in Proverbs chapter 4. It says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Cheat them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life on all those that find them, and health to all those all their flesh. So, so notice he said, he said keep God's word in you before your eyes, coming in your ears give attention to it, it'll eventually get in your heart and you'll have a harvest of health if you just if you do that, operate that way with God's word so what you hear what you hear is a seed, what you see is a seed, what you give yourself to is a seed so we're constantly we're constantly, we're constantly sowing seed everything you do Is a seed. Everything you do. Is a seed. The Bible says this in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good. See everything you do is a seed. And that's all Jesus went about doing was good. He was sowing good seed seed wherever he went he understood it. he was a big bag of seed with holes in it and wherever he walked those seeds of his goodness were being planted and he was sowing seeds wherever he went so i just want to challenge you and charge you that uh, that you picture yourself as you leave this place picture yourself as a bag of seed with holes in it and everywhere you go You're sowing seed. I love this poem by John Wesley. I've recited it several times. But he simply says, do all the good you can. By all the means you can. In all the ways you can. In all the places you can. At all the times you can. To all the people you can. As long as you ever can. Seeds. We are sowing seeds. Everything you do is a seed. I like something that Brian Tracy said. He said, look for ways to help other people. Look for ways to help other people. He understood the principle of of sowing good things. And he, he continued by saying, the more you give of yourself, without expectation of return, the more that will come back to you from the most unexpected sources. He said, the more you give of yourself, and you're doing it out of a pure motive of just doing good, because you're created good, and you're doing it out of a pure heart. He said, the more you give of yourself to help others, He said, you're going to find more coming back to you. And he said, here's the catch. You're going to find it coming back to you from unexpected sources. Praise God. Doing good. Sowing good. Sowing good seeds. Sowing good things. Praise God. I want you all to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message in its entirety. Message number 7394. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 7394 by C. Elijah Brawner. To send this message number 7394 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7394. Listen to AirJesus.com and TheOnlineWord.com often and keep your spirit charged up.